0: michelle paremsky
1: and i'm pastor ron ween
0: and you're listening to 180 your life we want to help you turn tragedy to triumph through health hope and healing after loss thanks so much for joining us today we are finishing our five-part series for the grief cheat sheet and our series is called the The casserole Casserole killer Killer. dun 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 Dun. (laughs) Well, the reason that um, if you have, if you're just joining us, is that so often when people go through loss, you get, and we're grateful, you get like 30 casseroles, and there is so much more to do. And I think people want to help, but they don't know how to help. No. So here, as a widow and widower, mm-hmm. and you're a pastor and a licensed grief therapist or a licensed clinician. Um, we've got some really practical ideas of how you can help those who are going through loss. And if you are going through loss, we're so sorry, and we want to help empower your journey. Today we're going to be talking about designating someone to prepare clothes for the memorial self. I'm sorry, for the memorial service. And um, And actually, we're gonna talk even more about having a personal accountability partner. And then we will also talk about how kids process loss and the importance of play. Play. So, first of all, let's talk, let's go right into it about designating someone to prep the clothes for the memorial service. This isn't stuff that you think about. You know, when the memorial service happens, maybe the day before, you could have a friend help you decide, what are you going to wear? What are the kids going to wear? Let's coordinate all of those clothes, iron things, wash things. I got to tell you, it was like a tsunami of laundry after my husband died because I just I just shut down. I felt really sad, horrifically sad. It was such a surprise. And I didn't want to do laundry. I mean, like, who really wants to do yeah. laundry? But I really didn't want to do laundry. So having someone... Iron things and lay things out. That was really helpful. What about you, Ron?
1: Yeah, you just don't feel like doing anything. And mm-hmm. laundry doesn't even get on the list.
0: That, that's not even on right, the Richter yeah. scale. You yeah, just that's, that's, like laundry yeah, stuff out there. So
1: it piles up. And mm-hmm. then all of a sudden, you every once in a while, you notice all these uh, piles are everywhere. And you'd have nothing to wear. Of course, sometimes that doesn't matter. When people are in grief, their depression takes over. There's a depression of grief, and uh, they forget to bathe. They forget to change their clothes. They wear the same clothes over and over again. They're not sleeping, so they're sleeping in their regular clothes. Those are kinds of things that I think that a personal accountability person might be helpful with.
0: Right. Having a friend who comes alongside and says gives a wake-up call hey guess what it's time to get up let's go on a walk together yes um you could actually coordinate teenagers to help with laundry for a while if necessary um a great you know you don't want all of the grief pressure to land on one family that's why it's wonderful if you're in a community like in a church or synagogue community or a faith community that you um That you have people who will come around maybe once a week, once a month. If you have enough of those families, you'll have somebody coming once a week. If you sign up, you can use a service like signupgenius.com and list out, listening through our podcast or getting the book, 180 Your Life from Tragedy to Triumph, a woman's grief guide. You can find it on Amazon. Um, And going back to our appendix one, um, where it has an entire list of all the things that need help you need help with after loss in the first week in the first two weeks in the first few months in the first six months so that absolutely critical it is critical so that people feel connected they feel supported the children feel supported the families feel supported and when that happens you're more likely to have health Hope and healing feeling after loss. That's that's why we're talking about these things. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yes, it's important to, you know, create lists. I remember when I was in the ground zero of my loss, I just forgot everything. Like, I had a toddler at the time, and then even after a few, several months later, three months later, I, I was it two months later, I gave birth to my daughter, Sophia, and now I had an infant. Well... I had, I had a nanny move in. There was no way that I was grieving and going to handle a baby and a nanny. That's why it's important, I think, for families to talk about life insurance so that you have the funds that you need to have live-in care. Um, I also believe, you know, so I had this amazing, I had um, one nanny for a month and then I had another nanny for six months. They were amazing. And absolutely vital to our family. And then little by little, I could take over again um, the care of my family. Um, having people coordinate meals or use a service like si- um, Sign Up Genius and maybe even like dinneraffair.com, different dinner services or meal services mm-hmm. that you can order and have them sent to the house that are healthy. That's really important. And then co- having someone who keeps you accountable for exercise, don't you think? Absolutely. Movement is important, right?
1: Yeah. For somebody to just come by and just say, come on, let's go for a walk mm-hmm. is, uh, is necessary for moving, but it's also necessary for connection. If you want to yes. do something nice for someone, then take them for a walk. Uh, because that, that relieves a lot of stress. It's a stress reliever. It reduces the stress in the body and also uh, r- starts to write the chemistry of just sitting.
0: Of, of sitting and ruminating and, and thinking ruminating about the traumatic sadness. event. Isn't yeah. it a form of PTSD therapy, Pastor Ron? To yes. um, have slow m- movement in front of your eyes while you're processing your loss. Well, hello, that's walking. Yes. Walking or riding a bike. Um, you could... And if you're you're able to talk or if you don't want to talk, that's okay too. But just go on a walk. The sunshine, the vitamin D you get from the sunshine helps with depression. And I think the slow movement helps to shrink the traumatic event in your brain so that it isn't, you know, always in front of you. I think the thing that was so hard for me was when I lost Jason is that I kept going back. You know, going over and over again the events of the last few days in my mind. What what is happening? How do, how could this happen? And you keep thinking about the traumatic moment or the loss. And at that point, you, you just want to break from the grief. Like your mind just can't stop. And how does the exercise help with a break from that grief?
1: Well, you're describing a loop. Uh, mm-hmm. The video goes on a loop, and in your mind, in your mind, yes. And uh, you just keep on playing. And your brain can't distinguish between an event and a picture of an event. So your body starts to react as if it's at ground zero again. It starts releasing all the things. So All the stress all, hormones. All the stress hormones, the adrenaline, the cortisol get released, real re- mm-hmm. released, because you're seeing it again. Uh, and your body can't tell the difference between a picture and the actual
0: event. event. So. Your body is just continually releasing that stress hormone so when you exercise how does it counterbalance that release
1: well exercise and movement you start releasing neurotransmitters that are that are uh, more helpful like endorphins uh, dopamine serotonins those are the kinds of things that you uh, you, you start to release instead of this uh, playing over uh, Playing overall, the video in your mind, overall. and then
0: you're releasing like cortisol, right? Yeah,
1: cortisol or adrenaline. Uh huh. So it turns off the spigots of, of, of the, the, negative the negative hormones. Ones. Yes.
0: So that's you know what you're when you walk with someone when you choose to do healthy steps even when you don't feel like it when you make the next best decision it may not be the f- decision you feel like when you continue to do that and when you have friends who come alongside to help you make those decisions those that helps you lift the fog of grief in a more efficient way. Am I right? Right,
1: right. And the the same principles with running buddies. I mean, I had two running buddies that uh, went with me with the half marathons. And I'll tell you, I wouldn't have been able to make it to the end without the buddies. Because that's where you get encouragement to go the next step. And sometimes those steps, especially with hills, are pretty tough. And there's no bigger hill than grief of a loved one
0: exactly what you were telling me in one of the other podcasts that you were going up these hills and you're
1: looking your- yeah I was looking at a bigger picture
0: you were looking at the whole hill
1: yeah the whole hill Oof. I was looking at the whole hill and my strides start to reduce I'm starting to slow down and I said whoa this is not good
0: it's overwhelming yeah it's
1: overwhelming because I was just you know seeing this huge hill that was insurmountable and so what I did was train myself to just look at 10 to 15 feet in advance and when i could look in the shorter distance and i could do the shorter distance the longer distance took care of itself
0: oh that's good i yes. remember when i was um i was in the car after i had lost jason i think somebody was going with me to the grocery store because he was the cook in the family. He handled the groceries. I right. handled the yard work. I like working with my hands. I like being outside. He liked making dinner. It was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I I was very sad to go to the grocery store. And someone was driving with me. And I'm telling you, it seemed like an eternity to get to the grocery store. Because I was just in so much grief. And I thought, how am I going to do my life? How am I going to handle this? How am I going to handle years and years? What are my children going to do? I've got one on the way. How how are we going to do this? Right. You can't think like that.
1: That's the whole hill.
0: That's the whole hill. You have to think, okay, tonight I'm going with a friend to get dinner. We are going to make the dinner, and then we're going to bathe the children, and we're going to go to sleep. There you go. Then in the morning, I will take a shower. You know, you need to have really simple goals. And then, you know, creating lists is another helpful tip. When my, my oldest daughter started pre-K, there's, I wrote lists because you just, I think your, your body is in, um, in a trauma mode and it's hard to remember Survival stuff. Survival mode, yeah. So I would write, she needs her lunch. She needs her book bag. She needs her sneakers. And I would just have little lists to make sure that I had what was necessary or I was forgetting stuff. Like, you don't want to forget shoes on your kid when you're taking them to pre-K. The same with the baby. Like, the baby needs to be fed at this time and this time and this time. You just write lists, and I don't care how it looks. It's just you're making the next best decision for your family to survive this time. Understand that your body is having withdrawals from dopamine. It's like withdrawals from cocaine in in your brain. It's that traumatic. And you just need to give yourself some time. And it's gonna get better in like four to six weeks. It'll, it'll, It'll get better. You're not, that intense grief is gonna start to lift. And as you continue to have the supplements, have, you know, create community, connect with people, your friends empower through helping with different lists of things that can be done, um, a lot of the things that can be found in 180 Your Life, From Tragedy to Triumph, A Woman's Grief Guide. As you enact those lists, you're going to f- you're gonna see that you can do this. Yes. You know, did you feel... It's 10 to 15 feet. Right.
1: In the, in the race, you can do the 10 to 15 feet. But if you tackle that mountain all, the, all at the same time, that's not going to happen.
0: Right, you're gonna feel overwhelmed. Yeah.
1: Make the list.
0: Right. You can do this. God has a purpose for your life. I know it may feel really intense and horrible right now, but just you know, when a blacksmith has a piece of metal in the fire and he's and it's heating up That's how he can change it into a very special tool for a very special purpose. Just like widowhood and widowerhood has changed us into very special tools for a very special purpose. There's a purpose for your life. God has a plan for you. So make the next best decision so that you can turn your tragedy into triumph. triumph through health hope and healing after loss. If you'd like to learn more, check us out at 180yourlife.com. If you'd like to make a tax deductible donation, you can do so at 180yourgrief. That's 180yourgrief.org. You can pl- click the donate button or you can text us at 77977. When you type in that number into your text line, and then you text to that number 180u and it'll take you to our secure servers at Pushpay. Thank you so much for joining us. If you'd like to l- learn more at, um, about our grief videos, you can check out 180 yourlifecom It's only eight bucks a month to, um, for our whole entire curriculum of grief videos. We love you we hope that we hope the best for you and we look forward to seeing you next time. God bless.
1: Take care.